0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: It's time for the Buffalo Plus podcast. Now again rolls. On the move. Let's it
0: fly. Oh, digs. Oh,
1: what a catch.
0: All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel presented by Connors & Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. As always, before we get started, please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy our work. All right, guys, so much to talk about. Free agency approaching. Big decisions, big moves, possibly big trades. We'll get into that as well as the pressure on Brandon Bean. And also we're going to talk about the combine coming up, just what we're most looking forward to as the guys get ready to head to Indy. Mike, I always start with you. Where do you think the pressure is at in terms of on Brandon Bean? We'll start here this upcoming offseason because I feel like after the season ends, it's a bit of a recap, you know, what what went wrong for the team, but now it's full-blown, okay, there are big moves that need to be made, and now is the time that they're talking about them.
1: I think this is the most pressure on him he's had since he's been the team's general manager. Now, I'm not talking about pressure as if he's on the hot seat. People love to say the hot seat. Brandon Bean overall has done a phenomenal job with this franchise. He has put them in a position where every move they make matters. When you get started, mm-hmm. sure. There are big moves you have to make, and then you have to go from there, and you got to develop, and you all those things. And he elevated this franchise. But then it gets to a certain point, and you're at a danger point where you don't want to look like you've got this quarterback and you've plateaued as a franchise. You've found out where you are, and it's not good enough. Some of the moves you've tried to make have cost you some money, and they haven't developed. He's got a lot of those plates. You guys are too young to remember the guys going out there you know, to do the little shows and they put the plates spinning on the stick and they constantly have to run plate to plate. Brandon Bean's got a lot of plates spinning right now. He's got draft picks coming into the final years. He's got free agents that he picked. He's got players under contract. He's got to figure out what to do. It's the first time he's going to ever have to let go of really, really good players and make other moves. I think his draft picks have been underwhelming recently. I say this is the most pressure On taking a really good team and making them great, that he's ever had with this team.
2: No shock to any of our listeners and our subscribers. I I disagree. Um, (laughs) I'll say there's never been more pressure than to find the franchise quarterback. Now, finding Josh Allen and having the success that he's having buys you that window of time Mm -hmm. where you can do no wrong. That Brandon Bean has been the golden boy in Buffalo for quite some time. But I do agree with Mike that, that the sand is running out of the hourglass and you talk about spinning plates, shout out red Panda. She does the the cups on the unicycle during the halftime shows of the NBA games. So I do know what you're talking about with spinning plates, but I feel like that's where bean is kind of uh, like now you have to balance it all together because Mike, to your point, he hasn't been able to, he's got the toughest piece of the puzzle in, like mm. he's built the inside of the puzzle and now he's trying to do the border. Like it's it's crazy how how hard that is to build a 2000 piece jigsaw puzzle with the borders last. But that's what Beans trying to do is put those finishing touches on a defensive line. Like, putting it on now a middle linebacker and keeping some of those pieces around.
1: Jenna, Dan says, "I disagree with you." And then he basically
0: agrees with me. Yeah, I was actually thinking that as well. Well, no. he, here's my thought process taking no. from Here's, no, here's the thing. You guys make fun of me for being in the middle, but like, Here she comes. Only, like <laughs> If Dan's going to always be the one that's saying not, I'm going to be the one saying, here's the thing. I feel like because Brandon being so early on, knocked it out of the park, mm-hmm for a franchise quarterback, then everything does change. Now there is the most pressure because coming in when they drafted Josh Allen, it was like, they're going to take this shot. He's a project, all these things. But because of how good Allen is now is where there is the real pressure because you've succeeded. You've done well in the playoffs, but you haven't been able to get over that hump. And now when you look at it, I mean, we talked about going into this past off season last year, like the bills are right there, all of these things. Now it does not feel that way. Now it feels like there's a lot of teams in the AFC. You look at the NFC, the talent on that side as well, where it's like this is going to take some big moves because where the Bills are at and where they need to go. But because of how successful Brandon Bean was early on drafting Josh Allen and what Allen has ascended to, now this is the most pressure.
1: And I'll let Dan go make his argument. Jenna, you made the point there. Allen increased the pressure. The great move of picking Allen – only ramped up the pressure because now you look at it and you go, Oh boy, you got Josh Allen. You've You've had a really good roster, your own creation. He's done a lot of really good things, but now it's like, Hmm, why can't you be better than the Bengals? Why can't you be better than the chiefs? You've got the quarterback. You've had the roster. It's that last, I don't know, Dan, what 10%, 15%, whatever number it is you want to put on it to take you over the top. It's not like saying, you know, the Jets are saying, we got a roster, we don't have a quarterback. Okay, <laughs> that's the that's really tough. Yeah. The Bills have the quarterback. So, I think the pressure's on him.
0: I I also think what adds into it is the fact that the Bills <laughs> consistently seem like they've gotten better every season. And last year, the way the, the, this past season ended with the team being so flat, it makes you question, okay, did they get better? Did they regress? Did Ken Dorsey do enough? Did they make enough adjustments? Did they have enough talent? And I think it makes you question so much. Why are you laughing?
1: Because we haven't let him talk and it's killing him. Oh, no, sorry. no, it's because I'm trying to make sure that I don't.
0: Say the prove... same thing Mike says, but in your <laughs>
2: yeah, own voice. Yeah. I'm trying okay. to make sure I make my point without giving credence to Mike's points. So that that's like. It, it seems
0: like it's a challenge. Just <laughs> come in, over. A little bit.
2: No, 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 no! Jenna's always on your side. I'm always down in the bottom of this screen, fighting for my life over down here. Um, it's kind of like you pulled the rabbit out of your hat, and everybody's waiting for the next act. I, I, I as a magician. So, so.
0: <laughs> oh, you, and the, as opposed to what?
2: <laughs> Sorry, you guys, you guys are just mean. You guys are just mean today. To try to walk you through this, another metaphor that I'm pulling out of my backside here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things where I, you bought time with Josh. And I do understand what you're talking about, that like you've raised the expectations when you've drafted Josh. And when you become a Super Bowl contender, the bar is raised to now get over the hump. I understand all of those things. But some of this also falls on not all being, and I know that's, that's the dumb thing, but like, also like, no, you're right. Whether, whether it is like, he talks about draft, develop, resign, like some players haven't developed. And because, and like this, yeah. it is always this hindsight is 2020 of like, boy, this guy didn't pan out or boy, Cody Ford wasn't good. Cause at times we looked at it at the time and said, Cody Ford's not bad in the second round. Like that wasn't a bad, uh, a, a bad pick. So yeah. some of these things are out of beans control, which is where I don't think all of the, weight and pressure is on him because if i'm brandon bean and again we we did kind of say that you know at his end of the year press conference was kind of defensive was kind of like hey it's just one game you know we never got blown out of the gym you know we won 13 games all these things it's almost like he's trying to puff up his chest and be like well guys look at what i look at what i brought in they need to Mm -hmm. perform better so i think it's not jenna it's not a little bit of both But I think that Bean is under more – it's still harder to find that franchise quarterback than it is to finish the other pieces around him.
1: I will agree with that because you want to start – we say it all the time. You start the year with 17. I mean, okay, people can nitpick at his game all you want. He's a great player, and you start out the year with one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. But there are things – and look, I don't blame it 100% on him. Yeah. It's like, right. you know, right, there right. is nothing that's 100. I think, you know, McDermott under immense pressure this year. Uh, Ken Dorsey's under immense pressure. Leslie Frazier, all of them. Um, and and theirs is a little different. Honestly, I think the Pagula family feels very comfortable with Brandon Bean as their general manager, yeah. right? I mean, I don't – I'm not talking about that kind of pressure. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think there'd be a lot of teams lining up to get Brandon Bean if he was on the open market, okay? That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying is he set the bar high they have. But there's fault all around. I mean, look, Sean McDermott has to be better. I mean, whatever blame you want to attach to him for decision-making during the game, for coaching up the coaches, whatever it happens to be, for keeping Ken Dorsey and then to Dorsey. But then you'd say, well, how much of that is on the offensive line coach or on the players on the O line or players themselves. So it does get spread around. I'm just saying is with the big money and the big, you know, responsibility comes the big pressure. And I think he knows it too. And that's why Jenna and Dan, I think Brandon Bean is a is a little freed up this year because he's going to make some moves. That we know, he's like like Jordan Poyer going is huge for this franchise leaving, yeah. And I think that's happening, but I think in some ways it frees you up a little bit. I goes, fellas, we've tried it a few years with everybody being back. We're going to make some moves, and I think he's got something big up his sleeve this year that may not look great all in right away, but I think it could pay off for them long term.
0: Well, I think because of just how the season ended Uh there is so much more flexibility because it just does feel like you're like all right there there are also big decisions that have to be made but at the same point like they were not good enough and you can talk about brandon Bean saying that that was the only time they got blown out of the gym and all that stuff but they were not there and i think because of that and how it is a business let's be real i think that gave maybe maybe it made more um Maybe it made it clear the decisions that need to be made going forward in terms of players and personnel.
2: How about a team that didn't have any cap space, couldn't make a move, was, you know, hampered. They're going to have to rebuild. And again, some of this is is a joke and a cliche, but how about the Chiefs trading Tyree Kill last offseason? Yeah. And everybody going, no, not sorry. Some people going, boy, that division is up for grabs. And how is Patrick Mahomes going to fare without Tyreek Hill and all of these things? And, you know, they blamed it on the salary cap, which is comical because we all know it's not real. And look at how well it worked out because they reinvested in the offensive line and that really panned out. So I'm with you, Mike, that like there could be some move that in the immediacy of it, we go, what are they doing? but we could look back in January or next off season and go, man, that move really freed this up, really allowed this to happen, allowed that to, to, to kind of fall into place and that we may not see it right away. So I agree. Okay. I, again, I don't think that there are these underdogs like the Chiefs said they were, which is hysterical. You know, in, I know Jenna, how much you love Travis Kelsey and how much you love when he opens his mouth and talks, oh, it's your favorite thing. Yeah. Um, but I think that that we could be looking at some type of move like that, despite the fact that Brandon Bean says, oh, our our big offseason move is Von Miller. He said before last last year, before signing Von Miller, he said, oh, we're not going to make any big signings. No no big free agent splashes and then found one hundred and twenty million for Von. So I That's agree. True. I'm like, I think a move happens.
0: That's a really interesting point, Dan, because I think so much of it is like, what are they doing right now? How does that affect the team? But you're right. Like the Tyree kill thing initially, it was like, what are the chiefs doing? How are they going to be able to be as explosive and all that's Mike? I never thought about it like that, honestly.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the one. I think this is sort of like the, the bit of the third rail, uh, kind of conversation that sometimes people start looking at stuff and then going, they wouldn't do anything. And the one I'm talking about is Stefan Diggs. And I don't think Diggs is going anywhere, mainly because he's not in that position like Hill was with the Correct. end of his contract going into the final year. Uh, let's just say, for argument's sake, and don't freak out, Bills fans, mm-hmm. that the Bills were thinking about dealing Diggs, right? Say they were. Um, the cap hit, while we can talk about it's not real. Correct. Well, once you've made the move and set up a contract, then that part of it does become real. And you're like, wait a minute, we're going to buy a crazy amount of dead cap space right now to trade one of our best players. I don't think that's happened. Now, Now, could that happen in a year? Yeah. But there are certain ones that it's almost like you're blowing up your ability to make other moves to make one. I, and the only reason I bring that up is because we've seen all the stuff with his brother and he's been sort of a little off the reservation during the off season so far. I think maybe he's just, you know, was frustrated at the end of the year. I think Diggs will be fine. That's not the move I'm talking about. That's not. I'm 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 talking about Ed Oliver. Yeah. I think that's a move they so badly wanted that to work out. So badly. And I don't think it's worked out to the point that you're going to go, here you go, Ed, I'm going to sign you to this deal. Then the question is, do you feel like you did with Edmonds where you just let the final year play out? Which could happen. But I think with the right trading partner to the right team, say a team like the Houston Texans who are looking to rebuild, and he's a Houston guy,
0: yeah. and
1: you make a deal with them and they got a lot of draft picks. Like, could that be the kind of move – that initially you're like, "Whew, this D line struggles already." Now you're trading at Oliver. I'm I'm not a hundred percent certain that he lines up for them next year because of the contract.
0: So for you, like, do you have concerns though in terms of the defensive line just because it has struggled yeah. so much? Well, what do you think they would do then? Like, is it going to the well of the draft again? Or is it them bringing in a free agent? Or it seems like if it were the the Texans route, it would be more draft picks.
1: Yeah, I'm saying this. And there's always, pl- I mean, again, you may be taking one step back to hopefully take two steps forward. This is why mm-hmm. I say there are times you have to make some moves mm-hmm. because of other ones. And this this would be, to me, this would coincide with maybe, signing Tremaine Edmonds because you're going to value where he is going forward for you. And I have no idea if he would be able to pull off this kind of move. Dan, my point is like, if I'm Brandon Bean, I have taken the somewhat passive route on some of this stuff. Resign my own guys, sit back fifth year option on guys go that way. Now I'm going to be a little, I think I might be a little more aggressive this off season and say, I don't like this for our long term. If I've got a move to make, And I don't know what they would get. I think I might make the move. You hear it more
2: in hockey locker rooms and baseball clubhouses, like a shaking up the team. Like like you kind of, you kind of talk about like, Hey boy, trading this guy really woke us all up. Like we all got a little too comfortable. We all, you know, things like that. And going back to Mike's point, Stefan Diggs is not being traded. While I am the biggest proponent of the salary cap. Isn't real. Dead cap is very real. That is very real money that, that, that has consequences to it. Um, so I, I don't see that's happening. Ed Oliver is an interesting one. Um, in the same boat as again, these are projections. Don't freak out or anything like that, but like, do they see what Gabe Davis did and thought, you know what, we don't, we don't really love what we saw this year. And could they find a partner instead of re-signing him long-term because He's entering in the final year of his deal. And are
1: you ready to sink big money in into Gabe? Like the like, difference is the difference is with Gabe, he's in the final year of a deal as a what fourth round draft pick. Correct. Yeah. Ed was a top Correct. 10 pick. Correct. Getting that fifth year option. So his number is big this year. Yep. Good point. So that that would be the the only thing. I mean, there are some guys with big numbers and the out on them. Jermaine, uh, uh Tradavius White. He's got a big number this year, Yeah. you know, and do they look again? They look to the future, but there are some moves I think would be difficult to make and maybe not great for your team in that okay. way. But okay. yeah, the, the Gabe one is interesting, too, because he'll certainly maybe just because of the circumstance, get the opportunity to prove it again this year. But mm-hmm. in very normal circumstances, a guy who was ascending like Gabe, Jenna, he would have had a new deal, I think. Yeah. If he would have ascended this year, they would be signing him right now.
0: I, I agree. I want to go back to the Ed Oliver point. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out the way to phrase this, but I feel like last year we talked about what the team was going to do with Tremaine Edmonds. Do they get rid of him? Like, like How do they let his contract play out? Are they going to re-sign him? But I feel like Tremaine really did have a great... This past season, he was very impactful on the field. And my worry, Mike, is that if you were to trade Ed Oliver now... like. I'm surprised how much my my um like imp- like how much I believe in Tremaine Edmonds being a long term piece of this team after just this past season. Right. So I'm curious if you feel like like do you have that concern with Ed if yeah. maybe you know what I mean? Because both of go- those guys are first round draft picks and it's like the the development that we've seen from Tremaine in this last season it's like wow, could the bills be walking away from a piece that could be as impactful as a guy like Tremaine is?
1: Yeah, I, I do and I I think they I think they have been I don't even know if Dan the word would be satisfied. I think they're encouraged by Tremaine doesn't mean mm-hmm. they're going to sign him because he could get I, a lot of money yeah. somewhere else I agree and they haven't been able and Dan's point is a good one. they have not been able to come to a deal yet maybe it's going to take sort of getting a little closer, finding out what's out there for him, and then trying to make a deal. I just think I don't know what the next four or five years projects for Ed Oliver on that D-line. And, Dan, that might also mean they can't afford to do it now. The deal wouldn't be right, and they right. would be trying to fill that spot, so they let it play out. You let him walk in free agency in a year, and you you know put it towards whatever compensatory picks. They can always do that. But I just think I think that's the kind of move you make and you can be aggressive and say, we're switching it up here because we think it might be a little step back, but for the and when I say long long term in the NFL is like three years, two years. It's <laughs> yeah. not ten it's, yeah. that they make a deal. Any chance, Dan? You with me or no? Yeah, I'm with you
2: because Jenna, what were you talking about? There's sixteen some odd million over the cap. as of right now.
0: Four ish, yeah.
2: Follow, you know, if that's uh, if we're following our good friend and uh, Buffalo Plus guest extraordinaire, Mike Giardy, yeah.
0: Mike yeah. GRD,
2: <laughs> GRD. Um, yeah, I, I can see that being a move, and again, and maybe, maybe you're able to trade Epinesa or something like that. And again, I'm talking small fish, Mike, I don't I know think those are saying. the moves you make, uh, Mike. I'm talking about starting over almost on the defensive yeah. line. Like I'm talking about ripping up the pages and starting over. Yeah. Shipping out Ed Oliver, getting rid of the, some of those guys. Like for so long it was, you know, Jerry Hughes and these guys. Like this first attempt at retooling the defensive line hasn't really panned out. So yeah. maybe you make a move like Ed Oliver, you make another move with, with somebody else, and you start over from from scratch. I, I, I can see your side, Mike.
0: It's interesting because I feel like you look at you're like, wow, if they got rid of Ed, like how much pressure, like how bad would the line get? And then you're like, well, they didn't really generate that much pressure aside from Vaughn Miller. Like we all thought when I mean, I thought when Jerry Hughes walked to be like, oh, that, that was like, what a great player. He meant so much Buffalo in terms of like the personal connection. But then right, I'm like, yeah. they missed Jerry Hughes's production as well, which I think says not great things about how yeah. the defensive line yep. came along. Well, Dan, what do you think? Do you think Mike talked about a trade? What do you think? Yeah,
2: I think you add. I think they go and make a splash in, in free agency by adding another weapon for Josh Allen. And whether that's, um, again, maybe you're moving Gabe Davis maybe to, to find a true number two. Um, like I said, T. Higgins is, has been rumored to be in the market. He's entering the final year of his contract. Um, With the or, Bengals or a guy that- him.
1: Would the Bengals trade him to the Bills? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, they
0: get a problem, I don't know. Would they? That's fair. I don't know if they would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't this be like, yeah. Like
2: Yankees, this isn't a Yankees Red Sox deal.
1: No, but there's
2: I mean, a but few still, teams.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. Would they? Would they? I much mean, rather a... trade him to Green Bay than trade him to Buffalo. He's T Higgins. He's
2: not Aaron Rodgers. Where you're like, you're terrified to have to play him twice a year. I don't know. I don't know. Not trading him in his, they're not trading I feel trading like that to, also says a lot They're not trading like, him to the Ravens. Like,
0: I do. I actually, I feel like that would say kind of a, that'd be interesting for the Bengals to feel comfortable with that. Well, you know how about I mean? this
2: for you too? T Higgins was the guy that I had heard the Bills were interested in heading into his draft. Yep. And then he mm-hmm. was, had a horrendous pro day. And the Bills got very turned off by his pro day. That off season, they end up making the move for Stefan Diggs. Yeah, and and so that that was kind of kind of funny that like now all of a sudden T. Higgins, big, tall, physical wide receiver, something yeah. they don't have on their team yeah, right now. That's fair. Um, could be an interesting target uh, or a guy like Hunter Renfro, more of a a fill in slot guy. Battled some injuries, but kind of is. Can do a lot of the things that Cole Beasley did when Cole Beasley right. was Cole Beasley, like very shifty, um, great at beating zones, all of those things, smart slot wide receiver, which I think maybe we realize this year more than the previous years, how important that is for the bills offense and for Josh Allen. So again, I don't know, not a capologist would have to get uh Mike, your nephew in to figure out how all these yeah. numbers work. Uh, we'd have to get Garrett on the pod, but yeah. it would be interesting to see a move being made to find a more proven guy that can help yep. this team sooner rather than developing Khalil Shakir and kind of that phase.
1: Yeah. And Janet, Dan's making a good point. Sometimes I've seen people go, well, oh, look at the list of free agents. Eh, stop with the free agents. Yes. Free agents is great. But so there's guys who are under contract. Look at all the wide receiver moves that have been made, including the Bills with Diggs. It's a lot of trades, a lot of teams going. And the Bengals may be in that spot because they're even younger at their number one with Jamar Chase, who's phenomenal. That they may be saying, paying two is tough. Do we reload? Do we go younger in that position? You know, do yeah. we do that? So there's always trades to be made. AJ Brown was a trade. Tyreek Hill was a trade. Yeah. Like all these guys were trades for top players. So that's why I say, and and I do trust Bean and that I mean he made <laughs> the trade he made was a pretty good one. I you can I know what Minnesota got, but the part that everybody forgets about that is Jefferson <laughs> was not thought of that highly, slid down the board, and then and Howie the Murray Mo- made an idiotic up. move. That pick would have should have gone right before the Vikings the script, pick, anyhow. Like, it was all in the script. The script was in the NFL script, that's right, for
2: Justin Jefferson. Yeah, and at that time, the Eagles they messed it up. They were like, no, Oh, the shoot! Eagles, no, they the read Eagles the
0: script
1: part of the script. The yeah. script was, You make this dumb move, and then eventually, you're going to get to the Super Bowl. And they're like, You'll Okay, <laughs> Jalen Rager, that's yeah. the guy. And then, yeah. you know what, later just send him to Minnesota, anyhow. Because yeah. he was supposed to go there, so Good we'll script. make the deal.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, I'm looking
1: for the script.
0: Yeah, where's the, when's the script come out for the 2023 season? Oh, it's out already. It's, oh, out. it's out. Oh, it's yeah. interesting.
1: Oh, next podcast, I'll tell you all about it. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Are we going to Vegas? Just let that's me know. It. Yeah. Okay. Works for me. Um, in terms of a move I think they make, I, I think, uh, and actually Mike Giardi talked about this of NFL Network, but – uh, I do think that they invest in Tremaine Edmonds. I think where he's coming from, how much he, he's a fabric of your defense. And especially with the expectations that they move on from Jordan Poyer, it feels like without having the Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde connection, maybe it's now them investing in you know having Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds and that kind of being the, the fabric of your defense and kind of the The stability piece, um, and that you can build around. Um, but I think that Edmonds has, you know, we've, we've wanted to see him be outright that first round draft pick, you know, when he was coming out, I think it's taken some time for him to develop, but I mean, I think you look at the season he had this past year and it says a lot and look, he's, he's going to earn a lot of money and maybe he wants to go for more money and maybe that's not with the bills, but um, just the conversations yeah. that we've had with him throughout the the season, it seemed like he wanted to be in Buffalo and to stay in Buffalo. So that's why I expect with his age, coupled with his experience with him wanting to be in Buffalo, yeah. uh, I'm not saying he takes a hometown discount or anything like that, but I think there's a, an ability for the bills to work with Edmonds to make it You know, it's still going to be a massive contract, but maybe more fluid in terms of how it hits under the cap.
1: This, by the way, this is very anecdotal here, but I don't know which one of you guys shot. It was a home game against the Patriots. And I was looking for some video of Tremaine. And he chased down Mac Jones. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Comically, it it was like you looked at this guy and thought, oh, my God, he is so big and fast and the arms. And Mac Jones was like... You know, he had no chance. He ended up dumping it, whatever it was. And I just look at—I still—and maybe that's what they're stuck with, Dan. The potential that they see at some point gets unlocked. I don't know. Maybe they've seen an, a little of it, but I just—I still think there's something much more there with him that maybe they're afraid to let go, and—and and they'll pay him.
2: No. 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 Okay that's right like I I understand and like I said and if they were to I think if something were to happen with Tremaine if Tremaine stays in Buffalo it is based off within this two-week window they would tag him and try and find some long-term deal I mean that's the only way I can see this really I can't see out. him
0: using the tag I though can't see him tagging him either
1: that is where the cap is real because yep. you you have to set that money. What did we say it was, Jenna? 21. Like
0: Twenty-one million dollars. Yep.
1: So well, you but, can you can tag them
2: to give you the time to rework the long term to, to to finalize the long term deal.
1: To, yeah, but you have to clear the space in order to tag them. Right. They don't have the space at the moment. They can do it. Yeah. Yes, they can do it. But that would be that would be a that would be really interesting if you thought about it. Because Dan makes the point that they've had all this time to do a deal, including give them the fifth-year option, and they haven't. And now you're going to need to buy the extra time at the end. I don't know. I don't know. Let me ask you real quick, you guys. If we get to free agency, tampering period, when no deal is done, what's the chances that we get to that point if there's no deal done that Tremaine Edmonds is back? Jenna, if they get to that point?
0: I would say pretty small. I would say like maybe fifteen percent, just because I feel like. I mean, I feel like you. You talk so much about it, and like to get to that window, I, I don't know. Maybe that's totally wrong, but I usually yeah. feel like you want to get a guy wrapped up before then. And if yes. you don't, it's like, well, then you're opening yourself up to so many other options. What? You 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 just proved my point on why he's not coming back.
2: They, they, they've had all this time to get something done. And now against the clock, I, I, I just don't see. Well, they still have a few weeks. on. I was going to say
0: right? they still have a few weeks and that doesn't mean that conversations haven't been happening. And let's Correct. be real. You know, a said, deadline motivates men more than anything.
2: <laughs> well, and my, <laughs> was really I, uh, my point was that's,
0: that's a podcast for another time. But my,
2: <laughs> my, my point is, is the fact is, You talk about like, when's that legal tampering period? I think his agents already legally, illegally, whatever, talking and getting, getting prices of what other teams are willing to pay. And I think that if Tremaine Evans has gotten this far, he will want to see what legitimate offers come in. And once I think he sees that again, I I've already put it at. Zero percent that he's returned. I've already got the coffee or the dinner, whatever I have with both you guys from the last mm-hmm. pod. Uh And every day that passes, I just feel better and better, thinking that Tremaine Edmonds isn't coming back.
0: Okay, all right. We'll I love their confidence, honestly. Like I, I really do.
1: He does. Do. He has it. Yeah. No, it's he like,
0: does. Well, like when you. He that's saying, why when people are like, "Is Dan a shtick?" I'm like, "No, that is Dan. Yeah. Like, Dan is truly." Like,
2: well, like when you, ride the, or die. <laughs> when you bend the John snow gif of him, like facing off with just the sword and everybody's telling you, Gabe Davis is going to be an all pro and you just <laughs> you swing and, and you hit it. Like you got a little confidence. I've stepped up to the plate a couple times. I've, sw- I've struck out, I've struck out, but
0: yeah, no <laughs> yep, oil changes will, will, will be forever linked, but I, oh, I my God. but yeah. No, yeah, I get it. I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I guess, I guess we will see. And I, that is true. Like we are getting closer to that, you know, free agency window and all that stuff opening. And that will say a lot. Um, all right. I'm curious. You guys are going indie. Yep. What you are most looking forward to as the bills, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, Saint some... <laughs> that was not my answer. That was Dan's
1: answer. Wow. St. Elmo's, the famous steakhouse. Everybody in the NFL goes. It's very expensive. If anybody in corporate is listening, we will only charge back a portion to the company. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, that's always fun to go. It is really, it's, we talk about this. It's where everybody in the league is. And geez, it's the first week of March and free agency doesn't start till like the third week and all the agents and coaches and GMs are there. Mm -hmm. Hmm imagine if there would be conversations which could happen well, like um, that would be illegal that, oh, right. that would be against that would be against the rules they, they wouldn't be able to do that but mm. i will say this uh i'm i there's a lot of places they could go in the draft it's so funny sometimes when you go and you know they need a quarterback we knew they were drafting a quarterback okay that one is something yeah there's a lot of positions they could be drafting this year <laughs> right yeah. i mean and and it's not like they have a ton of needs, but you could make an argument for almost God, almost any position.
0: I just think of how much stuff has changed a year ago. Like a year ago, the Bills they drafted a punter. You know what I mean? Like things are just very different now where they're at.
1: Yeah. I mean, you could could pick in the secondary. I know they went really high with a corner last year. I'll be interested to see looking at somebody who can play safety for them depending Mm -hmm. on what they decide to do linebacker could be in the mix again, not yeah. early. They're not picking in the first or second round with a linebacker, but that type of player, depending on what they do at Tremaine, we obviously can't cut out the D line because they love to draft in the D line and offensive you, you have line. have to see yeah. absolutely offensive line. They're not drafting a quarterback. Certainly not. I don't think this team is in the position to draft a quarterback at any point. Yeah. I don't even think I'm taking a young quarterback now. Agreed. I'm not yeah. I have a young quarterback as the number 1 quarterback. You have a veteran backup and then they move from there and they could take a back later. Again, they've used enough enough resources on running backs. Uh I don't see a high draft pick for that. So, but wide receiver absolutely. Tight end yeah. again, later kind of guy maybe, but yeah. maybe a free agent, but there's a lot of guys they could pick. Yeah. But yeah, damn, we're going to see a lot of that yeah, going on last time. year I was in Indy and I remember
2: being there and it was kind of, you're kind of there. And I remember being like, the roster is so good. Package picks move up to get one guy because the starters are all set and the backups are all set. And and, and what does it really matter? You know, this guy may not have that much of an impact. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing where I go, they could go any position but quarterback last year. They can go any position but quarterback this year, but it's for the opposite reason is because they could make an impact on this team. Yeah. I got to tell you, it's crazy how much
1: that changes. You never look, you don't, you should not be drafting for immediate need on occasion. There is immediate need. Like we know we have to get this type of player, a wide receiver, maybe could be because a guy you think can step right in, but that's when teams get in trouble. Everything changes so fast contracts, injuries in this league, Mm-hmm. And it's cliche to say best player, but within reason, it's best player. Because if that guy is there, you got to take him again outside a quarterback. It is funny. Like, <laughs> you know, the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts to be the backup because they knew Carson Wentz always gets hurt. <laughs> and he ends up it, the total opposite. Yeah, They didn't think that was the case. They drafted him really high in the second round, which was alarming. And then he ends up being their guy. That's a rarity in this league that that wasn't their intention. And it worked out way better than they thought it was. But sometimes you say, huh, why is this team taking a corner? Because you always need corners. You Mm. just do. You never know what's going to happen in this league. So I think I think, again, it opens up your eyes a little bit to say, where are they going to go in this draft? And they need offensive line help. But it doesn't mean you're drafting a guy in the first round. That's fair. It just doesn't because you see the way these lines are built sometimes and it doesn't always take first round picks.
0: I I am most looking forward to hearing from Brandon Bean. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like the tone in the last press conference, I'm wondering if there's going to be a shift, if there's going to be maybe – sometimes he gives insight as well if there will be a little bit more – He leaves to read per se because sometimes it is overwhelming. There are so many players at the combine. There are so many different, you know, position groups. There's different college backgrounds. There's different personalities. There's all these things that sometimes it's overwhelming, but talking to Bean, I feel like usually gives, you can glean some stuff from that. And look, like we talked about, I mean, there are a lot of things up, in terms of on the chopping block and things that need to be accomplished. And he's going to be very busy as, as well as Sean McDermott, but I'm curious just what he will sound like and what that will be like, because you're right, Mike, like not to kind of circle back and frame this, but like, there is a lot of pressure this year.
1: Jenna, did you, did you go all Dan on me? Did you say you can clean something from it? Glean. Oh, glean. Okay. Glean. What did that
0: G L E A N. Glean means like you can, like, essentially, it's like reading the tea leaves. I
1: know. I thought you went, Dan, and then we had to go back on the word. I mean, D- Dan, you have that no. on occasion.
0: Yeah. 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 Extract from various sources. The information yes. is gleaned from press clubs. Yes.
2: Learned something new what did you do? This what is, was the is, one? Where Dan else did? are you going to get this knowledge <laughs> than on the Buffalo Plus podcast? Your word of the day today is glean. Yeah. And I want to hear – I'm not going to try and use it in a sentence. I want Brandon Bean to take – I want him to express some of the pressure he's feeling. Oh. I want him to say, we've got a hit this year. Like, we, have, we haven't We have drafted well these last few years with some of these guys. We need it to be better. And I want him to take some accountability for the situation that they have put themselves in. It's we didn't interesting.
1: Hear yeah. No, I was going to say it's interesting. It's hard to say when you have guys on your team you don't want to be saying we didn't draft well. Yeah, I understand. I mean, those guys are there until they're not there, and you. It's it's. I know what you're saying. I think there's a way to phrase that we haven't mm-hmm. gotten the production we've needed mm-hmm. from the draft. You know, yeah. but
2: we hear we hear McDermott talk about you know, doesn't blame the players. It's, we got to be better. I got to be better. I got to coach them better. I got to prepare yeah. them better. All of those things. I want to hear some of those sim- similar sentiments from Bean, which yeah. we normally have always heard. Like, again, it was such an, an oddity. It was so uncharacteristic, in my opinion, to the end of the year press conference. I just went back and listened to it just the other day to kind of get some sound bites for Mike and I to be set for Indy. And him talking about, like, pretty much saying, like, where all of us, we're sitting here. You're listening to this. That this year feels, this offseason doesn't feel as joyful as yeah. confident going into this one. And Beans on the other end going, "We're fine. We went 13 and four. We're or 13 and three. Like we're a great team. We never got blown out. We're fine." And where everybody else is like, "We're not fine." And so I, I do get that sense. I want to see that shift back to being of. We got to get back to the drawing board. We 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 now have the Bengals to compete with as much as we have the Chiefs, and they're the standard, and in the division, and in the conference. Yeah.
0: I it's think, Dan, like, yeah. it's almost yeah. like the this is fine meme. It's not as, you know what I mean, with the, guy, the dog with the coffee yeah. cup. It, the flames are not that high, but I get what you're saying, Dan.
1: And, Janet, I will say this. It was still a little raw for those guys. And I think Absolutely. he was still feeling that, Bengal, that Bengals game eviscerated as- this franchise. For yeah. that time, I think they bounce back. I think they look you take a breath and say, "Okay. Yeah. This is what we got to do." In that moment, it was pissing them off that the Bengals were moving on. They'd already lost to the Chiefs the two years before and they're on that outside at the window and it was it hurt. It way well, it, it hurt the fans.
2: Yeah. Right right now, you talk about more memes, more visual memes. Right now, Brandon Bean is Squidward inside looking out at Spongebob and Patrick, and it's the Chiefs and Bengals. And, and, Mike, you want to know how raw it is? To some respects, the quote can get taken out of context, but Bean is very smart with every word that he chooses, especially in those press conferences, saying, I don't want to suck as bad to get Jamar Chase. That's a shot. And it's not as insulting as maybe the, the words look, because he did say they had some lean ears and they had some bad ears and things like that. But holy cow, to say I don't want to suck that bad is 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 a pretty big shot at a team that kicked your ass about four days yeah. prior.
1: I think yeah. it was frustration, Jenna. I think it was. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, Bean is he's usually he's usually a little different than that. But that one, that one really hurt because that was a full stop end of season. That wasn't a thirteen seconds, that wasn't a and it was notch, at home. the championship game, and it was at home. At home. Yeah.
0: You play yeah. so hard for home field advantage and that's your advantage. That's your
1: result. So yeah. it's all right. Be a little angry. Be a
0: little aggressive. That's I honestly felt like for. it was like the team was like apathetic. Like I felt yeah. like like the players were just I don't done. Know. They were yeah. done. Yeah. I thought you said dumb. For no, a done, I was like, done. I don't think they're that. No. Um, all right. Well, this was an interesting episode, honestly. Yeah. Um, not We've to... had a little
1: time, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um we'll have plenty more updates Mike and Dan will be in Indy this upcoming week for the combine. Um I want to remind everyone to please be sure to like, comment as well as subscribe um if you enjoy what we do. And yeah, um what should they comment?
2: You want food Big recommendations move. for down in Florida? Oh yeah. Oh
0: yeah. It's vacation mode Janice taking a to few to days. Stay at Pete's. Yeah, just a little quick quick trip for some sunshine do you know how you have to pay for bags now like extra like i did oh, never
1: mind wait a minute you have to pay for what
0: you always so have to pay for bags. i i booked my flights through united and then it was like i have just my carry-on but i have to check my carry-on bag because of one of the tiers now that is offered by united i didn't realize this when i booked it but yeah oh because yeah.
1: you bought the cheapo ticket
0: yeah because, yeah,
1: well, that's sometimes it includes that, sometimes it doesn't. That's why
0: I thought it just included like your normal carry. Like, I have when I fly with Catalana,
1: car- I just get first class, so I don't really. That's mean- it, it's first.
2: Damn, class.
0: Damn. I've never flown like first class Catalana. Look at that's that, yeah. just give it up. This
1: first class seat for me. I told Jenna yeah. next year, if we have a flight and I get put in first class, I will let her see where I'm gonna sit. <laughs> it's funnier the second time
2: if you, it's if still you get funny the first time.
0: class to London I will would you get first class to London
1: I'll try <laughs> that's tough that is yes. tough yeah usually you get from like you know Chicago to Rochester
0: it's nice mm. but it yeah. ain't
1: exactly London
0: yeah Yeah. Um,
1: okay. I'm gonna work All right.
0: on it alright thanks for joining us everyone we will catch you next time for Mike and Dan I am Jenna thanks for listening to Buffalo I already said like, comment, subscribe. I already said that. Okay, fine. I'll triple down. Do it, cowards. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. We need to go.
3: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.